Sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. I like tacos. Mañana viernes, sábado y domingo estaré atendiendo. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to yet another episode of Black Shirt Mixtape. I'm your host, Jesse. I'll be taking you on a sonic journey for this next, I don't know, 60 minutes, 90 minutes. Um, 
So I actually have a really special episode. This is episode number nine. And last uh, time I had, um, so when I first kicked this off, I told you guys that I would not be doing this alone. I would bring in special guests where I could, because quite frankly, nobody wants to listen to me blather on the entire time. Um, And so last episode, I brought my daughters in. And this episode, I've got somebody extremely special from the Instagram vinyl community. And her name is Solera. Are you there? I am. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Black Shirt Mixtape. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. The pleasure is all mine. Trust me. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, So I wanted to bring you on the show. So just to kind of let everybody know, I'm sure a lot of people uh, that are listening don't really know, or maybe they do know that there's like a really awesome community um, of people that collect vinyl uh, on Instagram. Like I kind of stumbled into that, that world I don't know, like a year ago, maybe. Um, And you are like legendary within that community. Uh, You know, impeccable, (laughs) impeccable taste. uh, You know, just just an extremely awesome person all around. Um, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you kind of got involved in um, in the Instagram vinyl community? Yeah, um, I think I started a account. Um, to share music and travel and other stuff, I think in January or February of last year. And um, I did not realize there were so many people that collected records. And so I ended up stumbling across an account and made a friend and kind of all took off from there. The rest is history. The rest is history. So, yeah. Well, good. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, selfishly, I wanted to bring you on this, uh, on this, uh, this podcast because I I don't find too many people that I'm in awe of, like in terms of like uh, their musical taste, but you definitely, (laughs) uh, you are right up there. And so when I was thinking about like, who can I have guests on the show that I think would bring, um, bring it like a ton of fun you were the first choice that I had. And it also worked out because you um, and some other people are kind of uh, focusing on women in music, right? This month of August. Yeah. Me and my friend Victoria, um, who is in the, in the UK, yep. um, just started a challenge um, highlighting some of the women vinyl collectors. Um, you know, we can only do so many, but there are a lot of them that have smaller accounts and, um, you know, there are a lot that have 10, you know, a hundred thousand followers. Um, but you know, some that are just starting out or have been doing it for a while and, um, kind of want to change up that algorithm and draw some attention to all the wonderful women that are really putting themselves out there with photography, talking about music, you know, all sorts of different kinds of music, um, from metal to punk to, um, pop. There's just a huge variety of different types of women collectors on Instagram. So, been really wonderful getting to know all of them it's been it's been awesome to kind of just watch it all unfold like over the last year um kind of how you know um everyone's just really rallied around each other especially in light of everything that's been going on especially this year like i just love to see people coming together using music as like a catalyst um and you've been you've done a You've done a great job uh, in in doing that. Um, so we put together a playlist. Uh, it's mostly yours, right? Of of uh, songs by female artists, um, and we kick things off with 
I love this song, uh, Kids in America by Kim Wilde. Why did you tell me a little bit about like your ties to that song or why you picked it or it was just a cool song? And Yeah, well, you know, um, one of the things that, um, you know, as the community I really pulled together first on Instagram was the Love New Wave music. And, um, you know, that song to me is also just attached to, you know, being of a younger generation, um, growing up as a teenager in the 90s. I associated that song with Clueless or other movies that highlighted it. And then kind of discovering that music that my parents were listening to, the talking heads, the police, and um, really going back and pulling women out of new wave music that um, I hadn't really thought about um, as artists, as new wave artists that had just been radio play or parts of soundtracks and movies and going back and digging into their full albums. That album is just amazing from beginning to end. Um, but I think most people just know that song. Yep. And that reminds me, I think that's actually how uh, I stumbled across your um, account was through your new wave. When was it before new wave Wednesday? I can't remember. I think it was right around when you started new wave Wednesday. And I'm like, Oh, I could get down with this. I love, <laughs> I love some new wave. And like, there are a ton of other people that like new wave too. And they collect it on vinyl. That's rad. Um, yeah. It's really cool. That first week we had like 35 people. And now every week it's over a hundred people participating from all over the world. So I think that's pretty cool. That's super cool. Um, so coming up next, I, I really want to, there, so there's a, uh, so you gave me your list of songs and there were like a lot of them. I'm like, Oh yep, That's, that's, I totally expected something like that, <laughs> but there are a couple on there where I'm like, Hmm, talk to me about bad for lashes. Cause we're going to play a track, uh, called sleep alone off of the two sons album. Um, like full disclosure like i i i got into her when she first came out and then i kind of fell off a little bit like talk to me about this song yeah well i think actually you know i was late to discovering her i think i might have discovered her sometime last year because there was a song that you put on the mix playlist that we were exchanging and um so i I just her music has all of that stuff i kind of think of her as like you know kate Bush and Tori Amos had a little baby and like, you know, like <laughs> put perfect. it out in the world. That's I like love weird that. And, and slightly awkward. I, I hate it when people do that because, you know, music people don't usually talk that way in right. general. Um, but like, I really do like, I can hear so many influences of like oddball women that are powerful and, uh, and really have, are musically deep in some way. So I was really drawn to her music and her early albums, I think really, um, say a lot I, you know I, there, there's just something really important there that uh, just struck me so awesome well we are going to jump right into it here is um sleep alone by bat for lashes Nights party 
You know, I love that song because it totally can, I mean, I, I feel like I'm right there, like in Northern England with her, you know, like it is, mm -hmm. it is such a, uh, such an interesting, she's such an interesting artist. Yeah. And I was, so it'd be interesting to see what she keeps doing too. I mean, she changes with every album a little bit, a little bit. And I, I've always wanted to see her live because I heard she doesn't tour like too much, but I heard her stage show, like, it's just crazy. Like, it's just, it's, it's. Like every live show is an experience, but this is like an experience to like go and and uh, and you know watch her play. So you, yeah, you picked those two songs, and then I, although I still say that going from Sleep Alone into Wake Up Alone by uh, <laughs> Amy Winehouse is about was was a good segue, but I, it was a little too much. It was a little the heaviness was. Um, a little too much, I think, for everybody. But um, I, uh, we're going to play a little Fiona Apple. Um, have you listened to the new record? I have. What are your What are your thoughts? It's everyone has an opinion on this record. You know, everybody really likes, it. and I listened to it a few times over a couple of days. And um, I think you know, like the world is just so disjointed right now that I totally understand how it really connects with that, like chaos, and it just feels really raw. But um, for me, it just was, it's just a little, like, I haven't been able to really get into it. I haven't been able to go back to it. Um, but I'm, you know, at this time, we're all looking for different stuff. And I've been looking for, like, soothing music. Right. Or, like, music I understand, comforting music, going back to music, you know. So um, Yeah, this ain't it. This ain't it, yeah. I, you know, and a few, my first thought when I listened to it was I really would have, like, completely been in love with it if I was you know, 20 years younger and like just heading out in the world. But right. like it, it was, uh, you know, I listened to the new Alanis Morissette today and that was a little more, Oh, okay. <laughs> like she's aged with me. I just, I couldn't quite relate to Fiona the way I did, you know, when she first started. Yeah. You know, so but I like it's funny that you say that, like, cause I, I, um, listened to it and I had to walk away from it. I'm like, what, 
is this? And and I felt that way with her last record. Like I just, I'll be honest with you. So we're gonna I'm gonna play a song called "Fast as You Can" um, off of her album "When the Pawn," which that's my absolute favorite album that she's done because she's worked she worked with John Bryan, who's an amazing producer and songwriter out of L.A. and I just love the orchestration that um, he's he's able to put together on her records. This one, so I, I listened to it, I walked away, I came back, and I'm like, oh my god, this is really really great. And then I got it on vinyl and I put it on. I was like, what? Like it just didn't make sense having to flip, <laughs> you know, side A, side B, side C, side D. I'm like, I, I feel like it lost a little bit of its coherence. Um, yeah. But it's still a pretty phenomenal song. So. Why don't we take a listen to Fast As You Can by Fiona Apple? Let's do it. I let the beast in too soon. I don't know how to live without my handler's throat. I fight him always and still. Oh, darling, it's so sweet you think you know how crazy, how crazy I am. You say you don't smoke easy, you won't go, but I know, and I pray that you will. Fast as you can, baby, run free yourself up as fast as you Can baby wait, watch me, I'll be 
Man, I love that band so much. Yeah, I know. So much. And so when you and I started uh, talking about doing this, when I um, uh, kind of like crossed my fingers and I asked you if you wanted to jump on the show and we put together, like I started putting together a playlist. This was the first song that you had put on there. And when I saw that, I'm like, okay, this is going to be good. Like, this is going to be a good show. Like, if that's the first song that she's picking, like, we're, we're in for yeah. a treat. And, well, I put two songs on right away, and the next one is, is the, the next one in our lineup tonight. But partially because I just, you know, Allison Mothar is just a bad, badass. Like, there, there's no getting around it, whether it's the dead weather or the kills. She just always brings it, and, you know, I, I just I love her. <laughs> so I do too. Like I, I'm a huge fan. I've seen them twice live and they, uh, her oh, and, jealous. oh my God. First time I saw them play, um, it was at a house of blues here in Dallas and, um, they have like their main room and then they have some other smaller rooms. And this was like called the Cambridge room. I think it holds maybe 500 on a, on a good, like packed. And we saw them in that room and they came out on stage. She had just like cigarette hanging out of her mouth and like a glass of something scotch or, and you were, everybody was just like, yes, this is going to kick ass. And it, it did, but I have a funny story. Well, it's not really funny. I guess it's now that I'm going to tell it, it sounds very creepy. Um, so she, I follow her on Instagram and she loves to, she loves cars, right? Um, she's a big yeah. gearhead and She's always driving places, and I, I think she has family in um, Arizona and in, in Phoenix specifically. I think I want to say her parents live there. Like, I don't know. I'm just I'm piecing this together, you know, from her um, from her Instagram. But you're stalking her. I got it. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> just a little light, a little light stalking. Never hurt anybody. Um, so she I think it was this past Christmas. I think she was there and she was like posting like, oh, I'm here and I'm there. And then. I think her car broke down and it was like, she was outside of a Starbucks somewhere. And I'm like, I should go like grab my in-laws car <laughs> and like go see if she needs any help. Like I should go find her. I can go see if, she, you know, but I'm like, that sounds terrible. That's super. You're not thinking rationally, Jesse. That's a terrible idea. Like, first of all, what are you going to like <laughs> jump out of the bushes and be like, Hey, what's up? Like I saw you needed you had some car trouble. I'm here to help you. So, um, I did not do that, but, um, I love that album. Um, she put some solo stuff out uh, recently, a couple of singles um, that are really, really good. I think I played one on on the last episode. But um, moving on to the next track, and, and here's one that I, I, I wanted to ask you about. So Debaser by the Pixies, right? Why did, yep. you, why did you choose this song over like Gigantic or like anything else that Kim Deal sings on? Like why, I mean, besides the fact that this song just kicks a lot of ass, like... Why did you pick this track? That should be enough reason. Um, <laughs> uh, that, that's the fair. That's they fair. Are, <laughs> they're one of my, you know, one of my favorites. Um, I have joked for a decade that Kim Deal is my spirit animal until I, you know, kind of started falling in love with Alison Mothar. I wavered a little bit, but I always come back to Kim Deal and like that era of the Pixies or Breeders. Um, but, you know, this song to me, it's just, you know, it's one that you might not hear as much, um, but it has all of the good stuff, the vocals, the bass line. I mean, she just kills it. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and check out um, Debaser by the Pixies. Mm -hmm. 
You know, um, every time I hear that song now, it automatically reminds me of that awesome scene in This Is 40 with uh, Paul Rudd when he's singing this song to his family. And he's like, this is an amazing song. And Frank Black wrote this. They're all looking at him like he's just ridiculous. I mean, that's pretty much that whole movie could be pretty much my life. Pretty, I feel that. Pretty. pretty yeah. Fun. No, you know. It's the first song on Doolittle, which is, you know, probably the Pixies album I am the most, like, emotionally connected to, right. like, for the longest period of time. But also, like, I'm a bit of a film nerd. Um, I thought I was going to go to film school at one point in my life. But that um, song is actually about that Dolly film with yep. the razor blade across the eye. And, yep, you know, slicing up, a weird, slicing up like, eyeballs. What a bizarre, yeah, yep. <laughs> what a bizarre reference to make, so... I always kind of dug that, but it was just kind of this this odd these odd art re- art house film references. Well, you know, <laughs> if you you're 100 percent right, and if you if you dive in like to a lot of their stuff, like um, for instance, uh, "Where Is My Mind," right, which got like huge got a huge push when it came uh, when it was played at the end of um, Fight Club, right? Um, yeah. But if you if you really if you listen to the lyrics, it's like about a vacation that he took, right? Like out in he was at the beach somewhere and. Like you don't, it's not really like about like the movie per, used it perfectly about like, you know, um, Brad Pitt's character, like, or, or sorry, Ed Norton's character, uh, losing his mind and, and all that stuff. But it's not really as, it comes across more weird than it actually is. Like when you hear him talk about it, he's like, well, I was on vacation in Jamaica and I was out in the water and, you know, looking at all the fishes and you're like, really? That's, that's what it's about. Okay. It seems more sinister. I don't know. Yeah, so bizarre. Well, if we're going to digress into season movies, please, one let's. of my favorites is um, the version of Wave of Mutilation and Pump Up the Volume, which, like, that movie, um, like, the soundtrack to Pump Up the Volume is one of my absolute favorites. I wish I, I, wish I had a copy of it, not on CD, but um, it, it's just that, that version of that song is just fantastic, and it was so well used. See, this is why you and I are kindred spirits, because I <laughs> totally agree. And I, I think a couple episodes ago, I actually played that version. And I'm like, 
it's really hard. It like both versions are great. Like the the alternate yeah. version is like just as good as the original sped up version. And I totally agree. That whole yeah. movie is great. The soundtrack is great. I yeah. Agree yeah. on on all sides. Okay. Um <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about, we're going to play, I'm going to play two songs back to back. Um, and you picked two great ones and, and I'm going to play some Jill Scott and some Sharon Jones. And, um, I don't want to get too political. I try and kind of stay away from this stuff, but obviously can't escape a lot of what's going on in the world right now, especially with, um, the black lives matter, uh, matters movement. Um, but I feel like these two artists that you pick, like really embody like, what it is to be black and like being not only being black, but like being a female, um, especially that, I mean, Sharon Jones, I mean, obviously just a powerhouse, um, you know, mm-hmm. vocalist, but you have someone like Jill Scott. Like I still remember the first time I heard this song um, that I'm going to play called love rain. And like, man, I just, it rocked me to my core. Like it really moved me. Like she is just an amazing storyteller, an amazing singer. Tuck, Talk to, you know, talk, uh, talk to me a little bit about, uh, these, about uh, Jill Scott and, and Sharon Jones and why you chose those tracks. Yeah. So I, you know, I listened to a ton of hip hop and R&B when I was in my early 20s. That was, you know, we would sit in the garage and like drink beer and like, you know, listen to Lauren Hill. And you know, it was just, that was, that was something that me and my, my girlfriends would do. And um, I discovered Jill Scott on my own. Mm-hmm. And nobody else really got it as much into her as I did. Um, everybody was still into Lauren or, you know, Erica. And um, I just, her poetry, just something about, like, her, like, her sexuality, which she just, like, is so, it's so powerful. It's such, like, a part of her lyrics and just really owning it and being, like, vulnerable and strong at the same time. I just have always had a lot of respect for her as an artist and um, just as a woman. Yeah, especially in that track. She goes from, you know, uh, being extremely uh, confident to extremely vulnerable, like, within a matter of, you know, a couple of bars, which I think that's why I fell in love with that song. Like, you know, I, I felt like I was right in the middle of that relationship. Like, it was so vivid. Such a such an awesome track. What about Sharon Jones, the late Sharon Jones? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the song there, too, is just another song that is just powerful and about, you know, just stating where you're at. And Sharon Jones, I, I was joking with somebody about, I discovered Sharon Jones when I saw them on the Macy's Thanksgiving float <laughs> doing they, Christmas. They songs. were on that? <laughs> yeah, I was like, um, a couple of years before she passed and, um, you know, like all the floats go by and you're watching and I was like, wow, that sounds really good. Like they must have a non-Christmas album. <laughs> right. I yeah. looked it up and was like blown away. Like, oh my God, this just sounds so much like classic soul, but just, you know, it, it, it just did something really powerful, um, and said a lot to me. So it's, yeah. I'm really I'm really heartbroken that I never got to see him live and you know, that her career was cut short before she really got to got to make a huge impact, but you know, we still have the music. So we do. And that's a great point. And you know, she struggled uh, for a long time on the music scene. Actually, I uh, yeah. got hip to her through her backing band, the Dap Kings who were um, Mark Ronson's uh, basically stole them from her um, for Amy Winehouse's album back to black. Like that's, that that was his band. And that's kind of how I 
in a roundabout way ended up, um, uh, you know, starting to listen to Sharon Jones. And I'm like, man, these guys in, in the Dab Kings, like they really know how to attach themselves to like really powerful, like awesome singers. I mean, I don't think of two, I can't think of two other, you know, amazing soul singers, uh, of, of our generation, uh, than Sharon and, uh, also the late Amy Winehouse. Um, but I'm going to go ahead. There are quite a few, but they are definitely top. <laughs> oh, there are. We'll talk about that. Yeah, That's, I'll make uh-oh, it here, I feel, I, I feel a schooling coming on, so. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead. I'm going to play these back to back and we're going to kick this off with uh, Love Rain. about my mission listen to my past lives took me on long walks to places where butterflies rest easy talked about moses and mumia reparations blue colors memories of shell top adidas he was fresh like summer peaches sweet on my mind like black parties and penny candy us was nice and warm no jacket no umbrella just warm at night we would watch the stars and he would physically give me each and every one i felt like cayenne pepper red hot spicy i felt dizzy and sonia heaven and miles between my thighs better than love we made delicious he me had had me he he had me tongue-tied i could hear his rhythm in my thoughts i was his shark his horn section his boom and his bit and he was my love blood rain down on me on me down on me the rain was falling and and slowly and, and sweetly and stinging my eyes and i could not see that he became my voodoo priest and i was his faithful concubine wide open wide loose like bowels after collard greens the mistake was made love slipped from my lips dripped down my chin and landed in his lap and us became new now me non-clairvoyant and in love made the coochie easy and the obvious invisible the rain was falling and i couldn't see the season changing and the vibe slipping off its axis our beautiful melody became wildly staccato the rain was falling and i could not see that i was to be plowed and sown and fertilized and left to drown in his sunny Cumulus clouds, 84 degrees, melody. The mistake was made. Love slipped 
From my lips dripped down my chin and landed in his lap and thus became new me not clairvoyant and in love made me the fool you were never true if you didn't want me ah you should have let me know all you did was make a mockery of something so was phenomenal gosh that was such a good song I feel, yeah. like, I feel like i've said that like so many times already i'm like that was phenomenal that was so good but honestly <laughs> that was a great and no 
Uh, I have not gotten it on vinyl yet. Do you have it? It's a two LP. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Um, yeah, both of those. So they they just released the Jill Scott, um, and it's gorgeous. So it's, it has it's been out of print I think for a while. So they just released that a few weeks ago. So awesome. Go get it. Yes, go buy it. If you don't have it, if you hopefully that will. I, what I'm kind of hoping is that you know people will listen to this and they'll be like, oh, that's really cool. I should go check it out because that's like the greatest gift. <laughs> that you can yeah. give somebody, right, is to recommend some good music. Um, let's, sure. let's take a little bit of a turn, a little, a little, a little hard <laughs> a little left. Turn. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to, this is kind of like running into a brick wall. So we're going to go from Sharon Jones, some, some good soul music <laughs> and R&B into KT Tunstall. Um, so this was my pick, uh, Little Favors by KT Tunstall. I, I really love her. Um, I, gosh, I don't know if um, I post about it a lot on my um, on my IG account that I, I, I kind of have, and I didn't realize this until somebody pointed out to me, I kind of have this fascination or this thing with sophomore albums. Like I always post about huh. albums that are like, end up being the sophomore record, the misunderstood sophomore album, right? That, that doesn't really uh, hit the same heights as the, um, as the debut album. Um, and this, uh, her second album, Drastic Fantastic, um, I, I mean, it did well. Uh, you know, it had Suddenly, I, no, wait, Suddenly I See was on the first record. It did well, but it didn't do as well as the first one. But I actually think that it's, it's actually one of my favorites uh, that she's done. This one, Drastic Fantastic, and there's another one called um, Invisible Empire, which is just unreal. But um, what, what are your thoughts on, on KT Tunstall? I... I've never really, you know, she's turned up on a few mixes that different people have made for me over, you know, time. Um, but I've never really dug into her catalog. So um, you should tell me where to start because I like this song. This is a great um, song. This is a yeah, great, song. great song. I, honestly, I would start at the beginning. I mean, I, I you know, for you and anyone that's <laughs> listening, uh, honestly, I would start with her, her first album, uh, Out of the Telescope, and then I would go into this one, and then I would skip over her third one and go into Invisible Empire. That's just me. And All right. It, you know, I'm not that like I'm going to offend KT because I'm pretty sure she's not listening. But if she just <laughs> if she does, she has liked some of my comments on her, you know, Instagram page. So we all know that means everything. That's always so cool. Though. Right. I'm I have gotten validation in my life because an artist <laughs> liked a comment. It's probably their assistant just sitting there like scrolling through and yeah. liking all the good stuff. So. <laughs> We're going to play this song, but we're going to say straight into um, another song that I want to talk to you about after it is over, because I have lots of questions on this one. But um, for right now, this is Little Favors. All right.
Mother, do you think they'll drop the bomb? Mother, do you think they'll like this song?
Okay, so what's what's the story behind that one? That was Natalie Maines covering Ooh. covering Mother, um, uh, obviously by Pink Floyd. Um, you okay? I want you to tell me like <laughs> why not that I that I don't like it because I think it's a beautiful cover. But why did you pick that song? There's got to be a story behind it. Yeah. So you know, I've I've never really listened to country music. That was growing up. That wasn't something I listened to. Um, but when I first heard, whenever anybody asked about country or they asked, you know, I'll post the Dixie Chicks occasionally because I will fangirl out there. Um, their new album is fantastic. But I always... Yes, I read your post song. about it. <clears throat> I may or <laughs> right? may have not shed a little tear along with you, but... <clears throat> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, but uh, this, I always direct people to the song and I almost always hear back immediately. Um, because to me, like, when a woman covers a song that is so personal and about like told from a man's point of view it often just kind of comes off a little odd and there's a lot of them on this album which is a cover album yep you know Torino's has one too strange little girls where she covers all um all songs sung by men but this song to me and i i love pink floyd it's some of the only you know like psychedelic frog whatever it is <laughs> rock that <laughs> right. i really get into right. we just had a debate on that this week um but there's something about when she changes the lyrics and starts singing the woman's part that the entire song kind of gets flipped around with this really like kind of how sick and twisted this relationship is right? in a different way than you get from the original. And it just, you know, as a parent and as a mother, there's just something really powerful about like that protection, but also like her, the inability to let go of, you know, so it's, I just, it's one of my favorite cover songs. Um, that and Aretha's Eleanor Rigby, which we scrapped because of time, but yeah. <laughs> those are my two absolute favorite cover songs of all time. So um, that's why it's on there. It was a brilliant, it's really heavy. It's so. super heavy, <laughs> uh, but it was a brilliant choice. Like I, I, when I saw it on there, I was like, "Ooh, she's really." That's like she's getting a little, uh, she's getting a little courageous <laughs> and putting some. But I love it. Like that. That's and 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 it was funny because you brought up a couple things that I want to touch on. So. We scrapped an Aretha uh, track, which um, which was Eleanor Rigby, which I don't listen to too often, but I love how she flipped it, right, um, yeah. from Eleanor's perspective. But I also love, um, 
you know, you talked about how when a woman uh, artist takes a song typically uh, done by a male artist, it takes on a whole new, um, you know, meaning. And to me, no song does that more than Aretha's cover of Respect, right? Which was originally done, mm-hmm. by, done by Otis Redding. And I, yep. I've, once I heard that, like I've heard the Otis cover before. I love Otis Redding, but I mean, there's just, he got the absolute shit kicked out of him. Like Aretha <laughs> took that song and like completely transformed it to a, you know, um, just to, into such an anthem. Like, I just love it. Yeah. That was well, a great and choice. We decided to do more like oddball than to go with like the mainstream people. So, you know, I, but I, you know, you're, you're totally right. That is one of the best covers of all time. So, um, but she owns it. So I just kind of think like that song was always for her. So you, you, so you brought, you brought it up. Uh, so let's talk about Tori Amos cause we're going to play, um, professional widow. Um, what what's your relationship with Tori? Oh, well, I've seen her live a few times, um, especially, you know, like, I don't think there's any girl that grew up and heard Tori and didn't, you know, of, of my generation, especially, um, you know, who didn't just feel connected to, if you always felt a little odd, if you felt a little out of place, um, if you had trauma, um, you know, like she just addresses everything. There's a theme here. I like female artists who address things head on and like take the power back. Yep. And she just always does that. I mean, watching her, you know, straddle a piano bench and just like, you know, go full out. Blow the doors off. Yeah. She's just, she really does not hold back. And, um, you know, she's kind of like that, that artist who, for anybody who's been a little weird, like, you know, she's, she just really makes you feel like you're accepted in some way. So Perfect. this is one of my favorites. Well, good. So well, let's, uh, let's check out Professional Widow. Yeah. Judas, as 
feel like a congressman. It's running in a family. How? It's running. how to end a song uh yeah i i feel i mean i had a lot of a lot of thoughts running through my mind but i definitely i think as with all good strong female artists you're just a little scared of them just like a tad yeah like i uh, i definitely would not want to get on her bad side right that's true right i mean the cover yeah. the whole cover is what her sitting with on a on a uh in a rocking chair with a shotgun yep yeah well, let's get, let's get into something a little more lighthearted. And I I, I, yeah. I love that you picked this track. Um, so Portishead, right? Um, what an amazing group. Like first album, Dummy comes out and blows everybody away. And then they release like two more records and you're like, Jesus, like this band is unreal. So you picked a song called Biscuit um, that I actually, I, I mean, I've put this on mixtapes before. Like it's just, it's a favorite of mine. Um, why'd you put it on there? Why'd you include it? So it has one of my favorite uh, lyrics by a woman ever, which is um, some mother's son has left me sheer. But that like that lyric in itself just always resonated with me. So one of my absolute favorites. Awesome. Well, well, let's I go. love Portishead. I, I do too. And um, I love their live album. I have that on vinyl. Um oh. So which is like yeah. just unreal um but uh let's go ahead and kick it off uh here is biscuit by portishead
So people are either like nodding their head, like that was a total that transition totally made sense, or they're just like, dude, you went from Portishead into Waxahachie. What is yeah. going on? Yeah. So uh, that was- I actually love these transitions because it's you know I, I'm a super eclectic music listener, and I feel like sometimes people, um, you know, like it, it doesn't make sense, but in in my head it does. And I'm listening to this playlist for like a week. So. Well, they, I, there we go. I mean, it's as long as one other person out there, because you know, I mean, I, I make a lot of playlists <laughs> for myself. Really, I mean, this whole this whole endeavor is really extremely narcissistic. Uh, you know, making mixtapes and throwing them online. Um, <laughs> But I, um, so I picked that track, uh, and I, I'm super in love with, uh, this album, St. Cloud by Waxahachie. And I'll be honest with you, like I had heard of, uh, her, it's really, uh, an artist named Katie Crutchfield and she performs under the Waxahachie, uh, banner. And I had heard some of her stuff in the past. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. You know, it's like alternative, uh, stuff, but this is, you talk about like a complete 180. This is absolutely, sounds absolutely nothing like her past work but i mean she something creatively was uh awoken awoken awakened within her and uh yeah and uh she's put out a phenomenal record uh hands down contender for me for album of the year um ah. yeah really great right, well we'll get to my album of the year later um, i know i already know yeah and i i can't um, wait to have discussion on that one but <laughs> I want to uh, I want to move into our next two tracks because, okay, I I, <laughs> I want to know about uh, Betty Davis, not the, uh, not the actress nor the uh, Kim the title of the or subject of the Kim Carnes uh, <laughs> '80s track, but "Nasty Gal" by Betty Davis that we're about to play. Do you know anything about Betty Davis? I don't. I don't. And oh my I, God. I, I have purposely not read anything because I'm like, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to to tell me because this song is, right. Yeah, well, we're getting into some funk. Like, this is, again, another, like, super pivot here in what we're listening to. Yes, that's but, right. Uh, yeah, pivot. Betty Davis was, you know, 70s. Um, she put out a few albums and was, um, you know, one of those artists who it was just, completely like nothing else and um you know she ended up being the industry didn't treat her very well and um she was she was young and she was the wife of uh miles davis who um, really? you know, apparently they were very had a very tumultuous tumultuous <laughs> relationship my getting tongue-tied here um and it was just hard and after um kind of coming out big she disappeared for like 35 years nobody like her bandmates nobody knew where she went and um there's a documentary now um, that's about an hour long. I think it's on um, it's streaming somewhere. Um, but they they went back and they found her and um, really? you know she just yeah she just needed to be on her own. But she's a really really interesting person and you should definitely anybody who's listening who's who's interested by this song should look up photos of her. Her like style, everything um, apparently was totally counter to who she was in person her stage persona, but it is just, um, she is an inspiration for, um, a lot, a lot of artists who came after who were really looking for somebody, um, just really ballsy and, and powerful. Well, that's a great word for it. And once you hear this song, you'll be like, she, that's exactly, (laughs) she, she's a force. So here is uh, nasty gal by Betty Davis. I'm going to run it down. Tell them that it's 
mind Don't keep sweating what I do Cause I'm gonna be just fine Check it out If I wanna take a guy home with me tonight Clocking, so ask me nothing, will you just leave me alone? Never mind, who's the guy that I took home to bone? Okay, Miss Thing, never giving up skins. If you don't like him or his friends, what about that Ben? Your pet pep's got a ill rep with all that macaroni trap for rap. You better step, or better yet, get your head checked. Cause I refuse to be played like a fitness and trick deck of cards. No, I ain't hard like the bitches on a boulevard. My face ain't scarred and I don't dance in bars. So that was super awesome. Uh, Hagging. <laughs> We're ending on a high note. <laughs> What's that? We're ending on a high note here. I mean, you know, I, I think, well, we're going to do some, an, another hard left here uh, in a second, but um, I love that track uh, by Salt and Pippa because um, it's kind of like a, a an updated ver sort of an updated version um, of nasty gal, you know, for the, for the early nineties. Yeah. About 20 years in between the two, but you know, it's the same kind of like, you know, forward thinking, like ownership of your body, you know, yep. type of messaging. So, yep. I yeah. Love, 
I love it. And it's, um, it, it, I mean, there's so much great female, so many great female MCs. It was hard to like, like, well, should we put some Queen Latifah, you know, but I, I felt like, and I think you agree like that, those, that was a good run between Betty Davis and salt and Peppa. Um, yeah, I almost had uh, Missy Elliott get your freak on. That was my first thought. But then when ooh. you see it, Salt Pepper, I was like, oh no, that's it. I didn't even Got think it. of that. <laughs> yeah. See, well, there, we're going to have to do another episode. To, <laughs> we're going to have to do an all Depeche Mode episode and then an all hip hop episode for sure. So right. I, I think we've, we've got our, our, it's our duty at this point for us to, um, <laughs> to do this. The people have demanded it. Um, so let's well, go. We would enjoy doing it. <laughs> I mean, uh, who are we to deny them? So, um, let's, let's pivot from funk and hip hop into straight up punk. Um, and I'm going to play, uh, x-ray specs, Oh, bondage up yours. I, I know why I love this song, but you tell me like your thoughts on, on, uh, on x-ray specs. Oh, you know, this is just, uh, you know, we, we almost, we were talking about some different possibilities here of like Kenny Kill or the Tigre and just like going, you know, to me, this song is just, um, has a little of that raw, it's just great. I, I don't know. It's just fantastic. Just play it. Yep. I'm going to play it right now. Here we go. <laughs> some people think little girls should be seen and not heard, but I think, oh, bondage up yours, one
I'm not going to lie. I was kind of jamming out uh, during that song. <laughs> as you got to. As I'm sure most people do. Um, there's an amazing live version from a, a while ago uh, where Foo Fighters uh, backed her on uh, Letterman playing that song. Nice. So imagine nice. that with like four guitars. <laughs> <laughs> It's right. like it's like having like a jet engine, uh, like a like a high performance uh, car, like a Porsche or like a big jet uh, behind you. But um, that yeah. kind of brings us well, to the. I'm sorry, you're gonna. I totally cut you off. What were you gonna say? Oh no, no, it's okay. I was just gonna say I love those two songs together because like that late '70s punk energy, like into you know, like the Runaways had it too. But like I like X-ray Specs is an example of that, like into Joan Jett, who like, you know, who doesn't love Joan Jett? Um, it was the first concert I took my daughter to see on the lawn last year with my mom and my daughter, six. <laughs> like, we're That's awesome. What Jett a first Carter. concert. <laughs> I mean, you just spoiled yeah. the child. Cause you, oh, she loved it. You set the bar really high. Like what was your first <laughs> concert? Joan Jett, what was yours? What was some Disney, some <laughs> right. band from Disney or I don't know. You know, it's like, geez. <laughs> that's awesome my i know concert was yeah well was, so, you know i have to like set an example your first concert was what metallica <laughs> really for the black album or for before yeah okay okay yeah. were you um were, were you like a super metal head or you i mean you just like so much stuff like you have a super you know, and it's interesting because there's no metal here because i there, there aren't any like female metal artists that i'm super into that i mean there are lots that i listen to but none that um like that just really struck me that I wanted to include here. But um, yeah, that was, you know, I listened to lots of genres and like, if you listen to punk and metal in the nineties, like it all, it all kind of mixed together. So yeah. Now, if you really want to have an interesting discussion, um, go find like a hardcore Metallica fan and they will tell you that that was the beginning of the end of the band. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like they went in, they turned in from like a metal into this like weird bluesy, uh, which really the black album is, is kind of like a heavy blues album almost yeah um, I, I know it's, and it's hard like yeah i was just listening to old metallica the other day but you know, we're, we're digressing again we are digressing um, um but listen <laughs> I, I so let's talk a little bit this is gonna be the last song and before i, yeah. I say all my thanks and whatnot um we are gonna so i i told you that what my possible album of the year is it's still we got a lot a lot a lot left in 2020 but um you you actually hit me to this band um and it's got a, a member uh, that is like a legend, a stalwart in, in the punk, uh, community. So what are we, what are we closing with? Yeah. So we are closing with, you know, I'm not actually sure how to pronounce their name. Is it quirky? I, I would I say quirky. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is, um, Ian McKay, um, from Fugazi and Minor Threat. And his wife, Amy Farina, and they were also, um, they have a duet, that, The Evens, which yep. I absolutely love, that was in the early 2000s, mid-2000s. Um, and then they're joined by Joe Lally, also from uh, Fugazi. And it is kind of, to me, this is, I think everybody who listens to this, who likes Fugazi or was into like hardcore punk, is like, this is kind of that grown-up, natural um, <laughs> And this yeah. is the feel. Of, um, and I got turned on. This is something I totally, uh, totally off my radar, um, but that I found on Instagram and I, I heard the description and um, me and my friend Jason were both like, we are going to go get that today. <laughs> like, right? It's on. And I have, it has not left 
the table next to my turntable since it came out in March. It's just a fantastic album. So, I mean, and that's uh, the beauty of, of this vinyl community, you know, like I can't tell you like how many, like I was talking to my wife the other day and I'm like, I've gotten like turned on to so much new music just from, and, and a lot of it's like, Oh, that's a really cool cover. Right. Yeah. Like, I, that band yeah. sounds awesome. Like there's a band called white lies um, that somebody had posted uh, an album of theirs. And I'm like, that sounds like a super, that'd be a great eighties band, white lies. And they're awesome. <laughs> they're like this eighties infused, like band. it's so great. And I'm like, that was a blind buy, you know, and it turned out to be great. But look, I, I, um, I grew up on, on Fugazi and, um, you know, minor threat, um, more so Fugazi. I mean, I remember hearing repeater, um, repeater shut the door was like the first song that I had heard. And I was like, what is this? I like distinctly remember sitting in my friend's bedroom and he's like, you got to check this out. And I'm like, this is awesome. So <laughs> I, it's a great track. This one's called last thing. Um, this is your contender so far. This is, I mean, there's a few albums that are coming out in the next few weeks, but this is, this is definitely going to be in my top three. Um, so I, I, I'm loving it. That's awesome. Well, listen, I, um, again, I, I really want to thank you for your time. Like you did not have to do this. Uh, and you know, you took time out of your, your Friday night, uh, to chat with me. Um, and, uh, to all of you that are listening, please go check out, um, her Instagram. I'm going to put all of your, um, if that's okay, all your, your info, uh, in the show notes where people can go and, um, and check out your, your stuff your albums and all the things that you post. And, um, you know, make sure I I think this, again, this is just a great example of the awesome community, uh, the vinyl community on Instagram, especially, um, accounts that are, um, that are run by females. I mean, those are some, those are my favorite. There's a couple of dudes that have some good uh, taste in music, but honestly, (laughs) like, I mean, it's, it's the women that have the best taste in music. So, um, yeah, I super appreciate it. So we are going to close with a great song called Last Thing by Koraki. Um, So for all of you guys, thank you for listening to, to uh, I almost said tacos and turntables. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to Black Shirt Mixtape. And if you're so inclined, please check out my pop culture podcast, Tacos and Turntables. Uh, so this is Jesse with my special guest, Solera, and we are bidding you a good evening.
completamente gratis toda esta orientación. Vamos con la primera pregunta, muy...